Whether you're a first-time poultry owner or looking to expand your flock, you can always use some helpful advice. Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered. With great info and products to help raise healthy birds in-store or online at farmandfleet.com forward slash chickdays. Time to catch up with our Wisconsin Soybean Association, our Soybean Marketing Board, our Soybean Growers, all together as one. Don't forget Keep up to date on regular updates as far as what's happening in fields and with the associations at badgerbean.com. You can also go to coolbean.info. That's where Dr. Sean Conley, University Extension Soybean Specialist, posts his updates from time to time. You know, as we speak, uh, Sean, one of the one of the things that we had hoped for, a little rain was coming back around. And really, I, you know, judging from what I heard from folks at Wisconsin Farm Technology Days, not too many big ripples that we've had to deal with for soybeans. That's right, Pam. It's been a pretty quiet year. Um, if you look around, we just were able to run a Damon Smith's uh, white mold prediction model, and basically all of that is showing low risk, which is which is good for the farmers out there right now. There's really not a lot of insects out there. I would think the biggest challenge we would had up to this point was weed control, day and herbicides, and that's been a big challenge out there. I was just able to go down to Rodrigo Worley's yeah. field day and talk about water hemp, and he. Basically, he's looking at now and some of these early plant situations, which I'm really trying to promote farmers to get in their plant early for the yield advantage. Given if you have a if you're battling water hemp, you might actually need three passes of a herbicide to get across to control water hemp. Sometimes that second pass isn't enough to get these late escapes. And especially if you look at this year, Pam, last year was a record soybean production year for Wisconsin soybean growers. Uh, we harvested 114 million bushels, state average of 55. I am. We're not going to see that this year. Mm-hmm. If you go out there, you look. We're probably 14 days later planted on average this year. <clears throat> the crop itself, uh, a lot of it isn't even cap- canopied yet, and it's mid-July. I'm guessing at best we're going to be a trend. So that's just something to think about mm-hmm. as we're out there. We're making sales decisions. We're thinking about selling the crop, and hopefully you sold your crop two months ago. Yeah. And you didn't sit on too much right now, but that's something to really think about right now is the fact that uh, we're not going to see a record production out there in, in 2022. Mm. Now, these are some of the conversations you might hear. Uh, we want to get an early plug-in for the upcoming UW-Arlington Ag Field Research uh, Day. That's going to be coming up towards the uh, end of August. By then, we really should have some trends to talk about. Right, Pam. If you're really looking about the, the agronomy updates and the field day that we're having here at the end of August, we're going to have a kind of an interesting new type of a system. We started this last year where every um, participant gets to see every speaker. So we've tried to keep it short snippets so you don't li- listen to uh, you know some of those boring people like Damon Smith drone on <laughs> for like a half an hour. We all get like 10 to 15 minutes. Just the facts, Jack, and we'll move on. So I think it'd be a, a really good opportunity for, for farmers, crop consultants to come out and learn what's new. And one of the cool things is we have a new dean of the College of Agriculture, and she'll be our featured new speaker. So you'll be able to meet our new dean and ask her questions about what's going on in the College of Ag. Obviously, she'll be fresh and new, but it'll be a good opportunity for, for her to be introduced to, to the ag, ag community, which... If you look at you know what's the number one driver of the economy in Wisconsin, it's agriculture. So it'd be a good time to chat with her. Give her a little sense of uh, Wisconsin's uh, hospitality, hopefully. Again, the Arlington Ag Research uh, Day, or the Agronomy Field Day, is coming up. It's going to be Wednesday, August 31st, up in Arlington, and we'll have more details on specifics as we get close, but mark that date down. So let's talk a little bit more then about how we should be uh, managing things through 
I mean, like you said, if we are that delayed, do you have any other concerns going forward that we're going to have to keep an eye on? I think the biggest challenge that I see right now, obviously, is back on this weed control aspect, is that because the canopy isn't because the soybean canopy hasn't closed yet, and that water hemp, if that second residual herbicide is going to start to break, we're going to see some water hemp weeds popping out. Um, again, just the fact that we're probably two to three nodes behind, really going to limit our, our, our top end yield. But also, I'm a little bit concerned because we are a little bit behind, and just hopefully we don't have a late frost, or, or excuse me, an early frost is what I meant. But on the flip side, one of the interesting things we started doing work on, Pam, is uh, probably next week, that's right around the 19th or 20th, that winter wheat crop will come off. And some exciting news is we're, I think we're going to be seeing a lot of farmers in southern Wisconsin try double crop soybeans this year. Yeah. And we just got a report that in 2023, RMA will have crop insurance for some of the southern co counties for double crop soybeans. So I think that'd be an opportunity maybe for farmers to learn this year, get an idea if that would work. And that way they can maybe take advantage of that program in 2023. Let's talk a little bit more about that double cropping on soybeans because I I saw your I read your article took a look at it uh, what we're talking about folks is harvest the wheat uh, take off the straw take off the grain and then you basically come back in and no till straight into that stubble but you just got done telling me that we're already delayed as far as uh, canopy development are these beans supposed to be coming off just as forage that's a good question Pam so. I'll a lot of farmers, what they'll do is, historically, they'll put it out there. They'll usually use a full maturity group earlier than you normally do. So if you're in southern Wisconsin, you typically plant a 1.5, excuse me, a 2.5. They'd be somewhere between a 1.0 and a 1.5. Mm -hmm. You'd have to increase your seeding rate. Mm -hmm. Normally, we recommend dropping, you know, a unit an acre, 140,000. You'd probably want to drop anywhere from 220, around 200 to 220,000 seeds per acre. And you want to narrow it up, mm -hmm. really, to get that canopy. Mm -hmm. But the interesting thing is because of the treated seed out there, soybean seed, a lot of that treated seed has to get destroyed. So there's deals out there to be had by talking to some of the seed seed reps out there. So shop around, look around. You might be able to get some really good deals on treated seed that might be you know, well under half of what you would have paid for the full season. Mm -hmm. And that would give you an opportunity that if, you know, if worse comes to worst, you've got a cover crop out there, you got some green manure, yeah. and it was relatively inexpensive to uh, to get established. So I think, you know, especially for those of us that are probably from the Dell South, uh -huh. I think it'd be an opportunity to give it a shot if you, if you think. And the good thing is we had this big storm come through, so we're not going to be sh short on soil moisture. Right. So I think it would be good to go if farmers want to give it a try in 2022. Again, this is Dr. Sean Conley, our University Extension Soybean Specialist. You want to follow up and find out more about that possibility of double cropping beans. Like you said, you've got to you've got to be in a certain spot, and obviously, it's only going to go on those wheat fields. But he's got it up at coolbean.info and uh, cross-reference. Like I said, you can follow him on Twitter and uh, just kind of keep up to speed on what's going on there. Now, let's go back to uh, something we talked about before then, and that is weed control. I mean, obviously, wheat stubble is going to help you tremendously with weed control, but do you have any other caveats about that double crop bean possibility? What else could get in our way, aside from the calendar, on success with double crop beans? Uh, you always ask good questions, Pam. <laughs> so I think the biggest thing you'd have to make sure of is, obviously, one of the challenges, if a farmer didn't set up his uh, combine well, there might be some volunteer wheat coming through. So just check on that. But that's a grass. It's relatively mm -hmm. easy to control. But also just check on the, if you are going to layer a residual herbicide out there to help with the water hemp because, you know, we can have water hemp germinating all the way through August. So that's going to be a challenge. Just make sure if there's a 
if you check to see what the plant back restrictions might be oh. on those herbicides for what that land is going to be next year. I mean, right. if you're going yes. into, yeah. Yeah. That, I, I mean, not to interrupt you or scare you, but that residual business is turning into a bigger issue for farmers across their planting schedule. Corn, beans, alfalfa, cover crops. That That is really something that we've got to track better. And it's also something that we've got to really be aware of in conversation with our herbicide applicators. I've heard about a lot of uh, tanks that didn't get completely cleaned or drift. Right. And we did see... Uh, I just would notice we had a little uh, dicamba drift into some of my soybeans oh, this year, nice. so we got to see that again this year. But it was pretty minimal, and because the crop is behind, I'm not expecting any type of mm. significant yield loss with it. But yeah, because a lot of most herbicides we're dealing with, if we're going into corn, following we should be fine. But right. just you know, if you're going into something like alfalfa, or if you're going into some type of a specialty crop, some of those have 18 month. Yeah two-year restrictions. So just be cautious, know what you're applying, and um, just make sure you're out there managing the, that those weeds out there so you don't setting yourself up for a weed problem in 2023 and beyond. Dr. Sean Conley, University Extension Soybean Specialist, along with us, like we said, uh, you marked on that date on August 31st, the Agronomy Field Day up at Arlington will feature some of these very same topics. And like you said, rapid fire conversations this year at the Arlington Egg uh, Research Facility and the Agronomy Field Day. Want to find out more? Remember, that's brought to you courtesy of your soybean checkoff dollars, uh, Wisconsin Soybean Marketing Board. You can find out more about what's happening with that group, badgerbean.com, or like we said, Dr. Conley's site, coolbean.info.